Welcome to the New Day Community Church Sermon Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by this message from the Kalamazoo, Michigan campus. For more info on the church, visit newdaycommunity.org. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Woo. Amen, amen, amen. It's getting more and more intensive. We should appoint the third service. I, I was... You know, the, the first one, the second one, it's accelerating, so we should have a third one. Ooh, finally, we will get there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's awesome to see you guys. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your appreciation and friendship all these years. Thank you for helping us going to uh, the mission field. You know, thank you for your support and prayers. It's just a great privilege and honor uh, to be part of you know what God is doing with you and being together in the body of Christ what a joy praise the Lord so um, uh, I'm here to to share the gospel to encourage you to strengthen you to lift you up and present you blameless before the throne in joy before the throne of the Lord amen and uh, my heart is jumping for excitement of what I'm going to share. And uh, it is all about the love of God and how much he loves us. He's absolutely amazing God. And uh, there is, believe it or not, believe it or not, there is nothing more exciting in this world besides being a Christian believer. I know, I know, you know, like... Most of the time we relate faith to suffering challenges, but it is more it is more about God than suffering challenges and you know struggles and things like that. Amen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> praise the Lord. You know, yesterday uh, uh, we're staying with uh, the Sip Six, Ron and Kim in, in Grand Rapids. They're doing great, and God is definitely you know opening. Uh, new things for them for the future which we are very excited you know like a new day rising but um, uh, we spent a day with them yesterday it was awesome uh, definitely Grand Rapids is a great city uh, it's a beautiful city with a lot of good things to be seen very prosperous sophisticated city and we went in a good restaurant uh, had a great food there uh, then we went to a new coffee place. We had uh, this uh, exciting time, you know, drinking coffee in the madcap coffee place. And I, I felt awesome, you know. I felt full of pleasures and delight. You know, I really enjoyed the city, the food, the place, uh, everything, you know. But, uh, I mean, think about God. If, if the things of the world can make us full of joy and pleasures that much. Think about how much God can give us, you know, in the face of his love, his grace, and his table, and the provision, you know, provided on his table. And the Bible says his mercy is anew every morning. I mean, we, we get excited when we, we go to a new place and see new things, okay? We, we get this excitement on the inside of seeing new things, experiencing new, 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 new things and, and food and, 
uh, going to new new place, new restaurant. You know, it is just affects us definitely in the natural. But think about the spiritual. God's mercy and goodness is not the old one. It's not like the yesterday's love, yesterday's experience. It's new and fresh every morning. Get excited about being surprised by God's love, God's grace, and God's goodness in a new, greater way than what you have seen and already experienced in the yesterday's, you know, experiences and things like that. And the Bible says, I had not seen and ear has not heard and never meant to man's, never came to man's heart what he has prepared for those who love him. Woo, new things are coming. I'm telling you, God is a good God. He will never give you a stone instead of bread. He will never give you a serpent instead of an egg. If Jesus says, if you are evil and you know very well how to give good things to your children, how much more your heavenly Father will give good things to you? I'm telling you, I'm so happy being a Christian. Yes, it was terrible during the communism, persecuted, things like that. But let me tell you, God never persecuted me. God, God never was mad and angry and upset with me. God never scratched his head and rolled up his eyes, you know, looking at me. Never, ever. He's the loving father. No matter what we face in the world, we have joy, goodness, love appointed, you know, when we meet with him and when we are together. I want to speak this morning on the joy of the Lord, you know. And uh, uh, we Christians, we are supposed, not only supposed, we are appointed to be joyful people. We are appointed, predestined to be related to joy. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, now, look what the psalm says in the Old Testament. That's even the Old Testament. It's uh, 48. 48. The, uh, uh, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God, in his holy mountain. Now, listen to this. Beautiful in elevation, the joy of the whole earth is Mount Zion. On the sides of the north, the city of the great king. That city of the great king, you know, is called the joy of the whole earth. And it was the pinnacle, the compilation of everything brought together, you know. And the spiritual picture, of course, is found in the church. You know, that was in the Old Testament. It was all related to the temple to the Mount Zion, to, to the temple, to the presence of God, His glory. But today, He is not abiding and dwelling in, 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 in uh, buildings made by hands. He is uh, he's dwelling in us, Christ in us, the hope of glory, as our precious sister declared this morning. Amen. And you are the dwelling place, you are the temple and the church and the body of Christ. We are that great city called Zion. And we are appointed to be the joy, the whole earth. There is no place in this world appointed to create and to possess more joy than the body of Christ and than the body of the believers, the church. 
you know, some people uh, uh, relating everything to holiness, like holy, 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 constantly striving for holiness is like getting more and more far and further from joy. But that's not the biblical truth. You know, the more holy you get, the more joyful you, you are supposed to be. I know. Now, now, now listen, listen. This is a saying, the world wants you happy but not holy, which I agree. Okay. Then it's another thing. Religion wants you holy but not happy, which I agree too. But guess what? God wants you holy and happy. <laughs> Why, why I am convinced of that? Why I am so sure? Now, guess what? The Bible says in some places that uh, representing the, the throne room and the presence of God and His glory with the description like these cherubims are uh, the, the flying around and constantly crying out, holy, holy, holy. And from one point, this is kind of a dreadful, you know, frightening, you know, picture of God. He's so holy. He's not just holy. He's triple holy. Holy, holy, holy. Who can be that, you know, completeness and fullness? <laughs> it, it, it looks like you are immediately excluded from that because he is so holy. He has nothing to do with us, you know, poor creatures. But guess what? Guess what? The Old Testament says in the Psalms that beside his right side, there is fullness of joy. And in his presence, you know, pleasures forevermore. You see, holy and happy is our God. And in his presence, there is fullness of joy, completeness of joy. And Jesus prayed that, uh, Jesus prayed uh, uh, in, in the Gospels, you know, this prayer is written for us. He goes like, and, and, and let my joy, let my joy be, you know, complete and full in them. In us, Jesus' joy made full and complete. Woo! Now I want to read a scripture from the book of Hebrews. Uh, that's chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Uh, the author says, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us now listen to this looking unto jesus the author and finisher of our faith i i, I want to praise god for that he's the author and the finisher he didn't leave it on on, on me you know like now i'm give it to you take care of that <laughs> I screw it up so easily, you know, but he's the finisher. There is hope for us. Praise God. And now listen to this. Who? Jesus, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Wow. He endured the cross for the joy which was set before him. We can endure every challenge and every obstacle by fixing our eyes on the same source, on the same joy, you know, he was able to endure. And it's very interesting because it doesn't sound that serious. You know, the, 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 the magnificent uh, uh, price he paid well, in the face of his sacrifice, how vast, how, 
uh, it cannot be calculated. You know, everything he went through, all the sufferings, all the, 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 the troubles, all the pain, all the shame, you know, it's, it's on the cross. It is just beyond our comprehension. And it says, uh, for the joy, for the joy, which was said before him, he endured all that. And I was like, when a minute, you know, doesn't sound that serious. I mean, uh, like just for the joy. How about holiness, righteousness? It, it, for me, it, it would, would have sound more right to say, for the, the sanctification of the saints, which is right, amen? For their justification, for their, uh, you, know, uh, uh, you know, making them holy and acceptable, reconciled with God, he endured all these troubles. But it says, for the joy. It means that's the final result of everything he had accomplished for the joy, which is us. Amen. He did it on a purpose for us. And I was like, wow, Lord, you know, I don't get it. And he said, okay, let me ask you a question. What is the profit of holiness? What is, what is the, the profit of, uh, 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 of, of righteousness if there is no joy, no pleasure in it? Isn't that a good question? I said, well, uh, God really meant to, to enjoy this new life, you know, and have uh, satisfaction in it. In such a way that he, he had promised that whoever comes and drinks from him will never get thirsty again for whatever around him, you know, the world is presenting or boasting. What a satisfaction. Finally, we, are, we have arrived. And we have been satisfied in such a way that whatever the devil and the world will, would present to you like a temptation, you know, it's futile. It, it, it cannot compare to what the Lord has given you. And it's constantly growing. It's constantly increasing. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Paul is talking in the book of Romans about a prophecy King David gave uh, in the Old Testament on a purpose to describe the blessedness of the New Testament believer. So he was kind of a, you know, uh, he was a prophet and he, he got this um, insight, uh, spiritual insight of what would follow as a result of what Jesus would accomplish, you know, through his sacrifice on the cross for the New Testament believer. And he wrote the scripture, which, which Paul quotes in the book of Romans chapter 4, uh, verse 5 to, to 8. And it says, but to him who doesn't work, but believes on him, who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. Just as David also describes the blessedness of the man to whom God imputes righteousness apart from works. With the words, blessed are those who lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord shall not impute sin. Blessed, 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 worthy to be envied like the Amplified Bible says. And I wanted, you know, like to go deeper 
I, I wanted to see the meaning of that Greek word because it, it, it is big. I mean, it describes my mood, my spiritual mood, my the state uh, I am I, appointed to live in. You know, I, I wanted to know more about myself, how I should feel about being a Christian and a believer. So I went to see the meaning of the Greek word. You know, what is to be a Christian, a New Testament believer? What is to be blessed? How we can describe that? You know, having a lemon face or what? And, 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 and you know, went there and, you know, the, the simple, the simplest description of this, summing it up with one word, this blessedness, is being happy. Being happy. In a good mood. Doesn't sound that spiritual, right? I mean, like, wait a minute. Yes, yes, yes. Do you know that the joy of the Lord is the source of our accomplishments, victories, strength, everything? God is constantly in a good mood. You know, He's a happy person. He's a happy person. Otherwise, he, if He is mad even for a moment, you know, and, and I, I really believe the whole universe will fa start falling apart. <laughs> Because he holds, he holds everything by his breath, by, 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 by the very state of his life, you know. Everything is so beautiful, so awesome. Hallelujah. And, you know, David is describing this blessedness of the New Testament believer with one word, as being happy. As another verse put it uh, in First Timothy in another verse, the same word is used, you know, describing God's, you know, how he feels about it. And First Timothy uh, chapter 1, verse 11 says, According to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust. God is called here by Paul, the, the, the state of his, you know, existence and Blessed. And the same wo Greek word, makarios, by the way. The Greek word makarios means happy. God is happy. You are happy. Together, guess what? We are happy. The same spirit, the same nature, the same expectations, the same, I mean, faith of everything he has time to with. Woo! Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Happy God. Happy children. Happy father. Happy children. Happy king. Happy kingdom. Amen. Now think about. Think about the kingdom of Solomon. The Bible describes. Like. Uh, this was the pinnacle of the history the glorious history of Israel okay during the uh, the reign of King Solomon and he, his glory went all around the world you know the news for, 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 for his glory so a queen decided to come and visit uh, you know him and his kingdom and, and to inquire about his wisdom and it was a very prominent very rich and prominent uh, uh, lady, you know, the Queen of Sheba. And she came from Africa. And at that time, she was one of the most richest people 
in the world, believe it or not. Talking about Africa and the kingdom of Sheba, we are talking about gold and diamonds and the most precious perfumes ever made. Spices for perfumes. Do you know how much a perfume can, uh, a nice, you know, genuine perfume can cost? Can cost you a fortune. Amen. They have brands like Tom Ford and like some other, you know, stuff, which you go like, and you, I'm supposed to sprinkle this, you know, in the air? It, it, it's hundreds. It costs hundreds, you know, and you just sprinkle it in, in, in the air. And you know how expensive it is. You, you would never go, you know, for, for something like that. And, and, and also, you know, diamonds, you know, but, but uh, she's number one in the world. Think about it. Do you know how much gold she brought to King Solomon? I had to calculate that, okay? You can calculate it too. Because the measure of the present, you know, in gold she brought to King Solomon is given in the Bible. Believe it or not, five tons. Come on, folks. Five tons of gold. She wanted to impress him. She wanted to tell him something like, hey, do you know who you are dealing with? I'm the queen of Shiva, you see. I know gold, I know diamonds. She brought spices, you know, and, and precious ointments, oils, you know, like perfumes. Like the Bible says, never things like that ever came to, to the kingdom of, of Israel. So think how, how sophisticated, you know, how how prominent, how famous and rich this lady was. I mean, you cannot impress easily a person like that, okay? If I drive the most contemporary, you know, expensive vehicle and I'm the owner, you cannot impress me by your little small junky car, you know, <laughs> driving. I, I will not pay attention to that. I, I won't be impressed. I'm driving my Tesla, you know, and just, I am number one. Yeah. Amen. Oh, okay, listen, listen to this. But when she entered, entered in, in the kingdom of Solomon, she, she crossed the border and she came to the city where he was, you know, his kingdom was established and he was reigning. And the Bible describes the story like when she saw, not King Solomon, but which, when, when she saw his servants, the way they behaved, the way they were clothed, they, they standing, they sitting, the way they, they manners, they behavior, do you know that she, 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 she became breathless? I mean, she almost fainted. And we're talking about the queen of Sheba seeing the servants of Solomon. Think how, I, I, I mean, reflecting something reflecting these are just servants. They are reflecting the glory, the power of the king reigning over them and ruling over them. It affected them in such a way that the Bible describes when the queen of Sheba came and she saw the first impression of his kingdom on the, you know, the surface of his, the lives of his servants, he almost fainted away. Whoa! How about seeing Solomon? <laughs> yeah? And do you remember what Jesus is telling us in the New Testament? 
he's telling us, listen, the queen of Sheba came to see the glory of King Solomon. But I am telling you, what you have here in my face is way more and beyond what Solomon ever imagined. And I was thinking, now wait a minute, we are not only servants, we are even sons and daughters. And let me tell you, sons and daughters, they carry greater glory than the servants. Wow, that's a kind of a surprising statement. So imagine that whatever God possesses, you know, in the face of his glory and riches, and, and I'm not talking only about material things, I'm talking about, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, this love is so amazing. This love is so amazing that it overwhelms you. His grace, his, his, his power, and his passion for us. Wow. And, and you see, we're sons and daughters love in such an intimacy. We are reflecting. We are reflecting and we, we are supposed to manifest whatever is found in God. Because the Bible says that we have been confirmed after the image not after the image of a cherubim, but after the image of his son. Being confirmed. And we are reflecting and we are expressing everything found in Jesus is given and presented to us also. Who that stirs up something in me like, wow, I need to rise up and start manifesting and expressing more. You know, like my life is appointed to be a mirror, a surface, you know, reflecting more of his glory. With an open face, Paul says. With an open face, not like Moses. With an open face, we are manifesting and reflecting whatever is found in him. And I was blown away. I was like, say what? The queen of Sheba was blown away, you know, by the servants of Solomon. She was like, wait a minute. What's going on here? I've never seen anything like that. She felt kind of uh, intimidated and humiliated by the servant. And I was thinking, how much more we, the church, the body of Christ, the believers, we are appointed to humiliate and bring down the glory of the, the, the world around us. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Thank you, Lord. The kingdom of God. How you can compare that? Jesus says, uh, he's comparing the kingdom of God with, with parables. Okay? Uh, given to us in the book of Luke. Uh, in the, gos the gospel of Luke. And he goes like, uh, 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 a woman. We can compare that to a woman who lost, you know, she, she had some money. And she lost one coin with a specific value. And then he goes like, she, she swept the house, she cleans the house on a purpose to find that coin. And finally, she finds it. And then what? She, she rejoices in such a way that she, she threw a party. She invited all her neighbors and, hey, I, I'm going to make some carrot cake, you know, and some coffee here. And uh, well, we're going to have a small party because I found my coin. 
And they are all good reasons. We will participate. We will gladly participate your joy. It's all about participating. It means the world, the surrounding world around us has to be invited to participate our joy. And they will gladly participate it is if it is for joy. Amen. It's the joy of salvation. It's the joy of being a child of God. It's the joy of having a glorious future and being free from the dominion of sin and the futile promises of the devil. Hallelujah. And the second proverb, he goes like, uh, and the kingdom of God can be compared to, 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 to a sheep which was lost in the desert and caught in a dangerous place, you know. Then the shepherd leaves 99 and goes to find the one. And then he describes with the, the terms, when he finds it, has a hold on it, lift it up, and put, put it on his shoulders. Uh, but the Bible says, with joy. With joy. When, when Jesus saved you, he didn't save you just like a uh, poor creature, you know, like, uh, no, he lifted you up with the joy of his salvation. His excitement was released upon you. Showing you love and grace and compassion was a joyful thing. Think about the joy of the shepherd, you know, finding this. Finally, finally after so much, you know, seeking and wondering. Oh, here you are. Oh. And he, he takes it up and puts it because it's so exhausted, you know. Cannot bring it back. And he, he puts it on his shoulders with joy. And then the, 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 the proverb of the prodigal son. How it goes. How it goes. Finally, when this wretched man, uh, you know, made it home, you know, the father throws a party. He, he slaughtered the fattened calf, you know, in such a way that the older brother got mad on that, you know. Just he didn't want to participate the dancing, the sound of dancing songs and, and, and dancing. Hallelujah. That's the, the joy of the Lord. That, that's his house. There's joy. There's dancing. There's a celebration going on because your father finally got you and brought you there where you've always been predestined to belong. Thank you, Jesus. So many, so many parables. But one of my favorite ones, it's deep. It's so deep. It's about comparing the kingdom of God to, to someone who works on the field. Okay, he's plowing. And then he hits a target, you know. He hits a, a, a treasure, uh, like a jar, like an um, uh, earthly vessel, you know, filled with precious things. You name it. Gold, silver, coins, jewels, you know. But it was precious, okay. And then the through the mouth of Jesus, he says, we can compare the kingdom of God to a man who works on the field and he finds a treasure. And then in his joy, he goes and sells everything he possesses on a purpose to buy that field and to possess it. And I was like, wait a minute, so many questions here. First of all, why he doesn't take the treasure and bring it home instead of buying that field, you know? And God told me the answer because it was inexhaustible. I mean, so big, so huge 
he couldn't take it at once and bring it home. If he goes back again and again sooner or later, someone will realize that what, what, what kind of activity he has and it's not going to work. So in his wisdom, he decided to keep it secret. The best way is to buy the field. And I was sharing that with my, my wife. And she is a smart lady, you know. <laughs> she, 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 she adds something very interesting, point of view. She said, okay, you see, uh, we cannot come to God just to take advantage of a few things and then going back to our old lives. And from time, to, from time to time when we are in the need, you know, going to his field, working on the field and taking some possessions in the pocket and then spending it back in, in the world, you know. There's only one way to do this, to sell everything, but not getting empty, but to get filled with something greater, more valuable and more precious and inexhaustible compared to your former possessions. And that's all about our lives and God's kingdom. We have found such a treasure in the face of God's love and, and, and joy and, 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 and grace and everything he has given, him, uh, given to us, you know, that gladly, with joy, we can get rid of the old stuff on a purpose to possess more of what he has. And that's all about holiness and living a Christian life. So many people, they, they're only thinking about emptying themselves and denying themselves. Okay? They, they think Christian life is all about being empty, empty-handed, empty-hearted, and, and, and denying yourself. Let, yes, it starts like that. But on a purpose to get filled to the full, to the brim with something which costs and, and, and is way, 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 way better and more valuable than what the world can present to you. Amen. But the people from the world are the afraid to, to, to become Christians because they think, oh, I should deny this, I should stop with this. No, no, no. Yes, 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 but uh, something new. You will possess something new which will be Worth it and way better than what you used to possess before. Think about the things this guy have sold out, you know, and, and got rid of. You know, compared to the treasure, it was nothing. Amen. So our old lives, although losing our old lives, you know, identity, whatever, you know, cannot be compared with the new identity and with the new privileges you are getting in the face of God's love and his kingdom. Hallelujah. In his joy. He wasn't going like, oh, his wife like, what happened? Don't ask. Don't ask. You know what? I, I have a very bad day. What happened? I found a treasure. <laughs> oh, no. Yes, I found one. Really? Yeah. So, and what what, what going to do? What are we, we supposed to do? Well, unfortunately, we have to sell everything and <laughs> go and buy that treasure. Oh, no. <laughs> Didn't work like that. Think about the thrill, the excitement, the joy 
they had and they okay let's do it craigslist selling this selling that get rid of it donations garage sale you know get rid of everything for pennies you know they they counting the money we got it we got it they they go and buy the field and people are like you guys crazy this field doesn't has that value doesn't look that uh, worth it you know but they knew the secret and you know people the people from the world they think we are crazy because we are uh, uh, spending our time with activities like that, you know, being devoted to the Lord, and hey, you guys, you, you're paying such a great price for nothing. No, 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 no. You don't know what is hidden in that field. The pearl of the great price, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Almost ready to finish. Um, <laughs> Shaka, hallelujah. Listen, I was reading an article. We are going to Rome. We're going to visit Rome this year. And I know you get jealous immediately, but uh, uh, you're invited to. <laughs> we, we're going to go on a mission trip with George and Banoff. And they're skipping Turkey. Uh, we still go to Turkey, by the way, no matter how dangerous it is, because we're Bulgarians and we are not considered as a target. You know, We are not that shiny like you <laughs> but but uh, going going to rome to participate georgian in rome and we're gonna visit a place which is called still existing which is called the field of the martyrs and uh, it used to be like a coliseum you know like a stadium in the ancient times where they would put and uh, bring uh, all the uh, early church believers and would put them to to death you know by uh, you know torn apart by wild animals and all kind of torturing which is beyond your imagination okay but i read an article which blew me away I, I, i've never ever had an idea you know how it was for us it was painful sad uh, experience you know full of tears and and a lot of grief and cries and all kind of terrible things. But when I read the article, it, it gave me totally different perspective. Do you know that most of these people would die in a trance of ecstasy? Singing and being fully possessed by God in such a way. Now listen to this. Like Deacon Stephen, yeah. It's in the book of Acts. When they look at his face, it wasn't like... I'm gone, you know, like, no, his face was like an, an angel. Just amazing experience shining with the glory of the Lord. But you see, in such a way, these martyrs would die that every time there is an event like that, the guy who was describing a historical records, you know, like hundreds of people will run and gladly participate, worldly people, I mean, gladly participate the death of the Christians on a purpose to participate in the ecstasy they were seeing, you know, their faces and they, they, were, they were captured and enveloped in. I was like, what? Unbelievable. People from the world being converted, seeing, you know, what, what these people possessed, it was a glorious moment of manifestation of the eternal life and the glory of the Lord combined together. You cannot destroy that. 
death has no power over that joy and over that kind of life, you know. It is indestructible, eternal. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, you see, I mean, my question is simple. What the world sees on our faces, you know, like being a Christian, do we, do we reflect, do we manifest? I know, as Katie said, you know, uh, my face doesn't express always, you know. I have that Putin's face, you know, scary. <laughs> but still, still from time to time, let me tell you, I can express the joy of the Lord. <laughs> Just kidding, but you know, definitely God wants to put away the, 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 the lemon face of religion, you know, away of that pseudo-holiness away from our faces and give us a new face, an Isaac's face, you know. Praise the Lord. Pra uh, uh, we are appointed to something and the world needs to see that we are blessed. We are happy being Christians. We are not just suffering and not just paying prices and sacrifices and things like that. Think about Abraham, the greatest example. No one ever been challenged to, to, to bring a greater sacrifice than Abraham. Amen? Isaac, I mean. Commanded by God to offer Isaac on the altar. And you know when they're climbing uh, the mountain, and Isaac been many times in, in these activities of sacrificing, he turns to his father and he says, Father, I have a question. Something, something's wrong here. Something doesn't look quite right. Uh, I see the fire, I see the wood. Where, where is the sacrifice, by the way? You know, we're going to that, you know, hill and on the top it's a bare, you know, just uh, land. Uh, what what we're going to sacrifice? You know the answer? Abraham didn't say, my son, I have a bad news. <laughs> or he didn't say, don't even ask, I'm devastated, you know. He didn't mention anything like that. You know what he said? He said, God will provide. We are in a good mood. We are expecting a surprise. <laughs> yeah, that's a different picture of what religion will teach you. Know, that Abraham was torn apart and devastated. And he will go like, ah, Isaac on the altar. You know, but even the New Testament says, by faith. He offered Isaac on the altar expecting that he would be even resurrected from the dead and he will have him because on him, you know, and in him the promise of God was resting. So, you see, when, when we talk about sacrif sacrifices and sacrificing whatever, you know, like I'm sacrificing my TV show on a purpose to get the lemon face praying before the Lord. No, that's not right. I'm gladly sacrificing the time of my TV show because I know that God's entertaining center is way better and greater than what I will see on the TV. Amen. I'm going to see glimpses of His glory, angels, activity, and all kind of magnificent things. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So let's pray this morning and make room for more of this joy and let gladly participate his kingdom and have more excitement and passion and thrill to get rid of the old things to possess more of that joy and to express it. Father, thank you in the name of Jesus.
these precious people you have gathered this morning. Thank you for uh, making us uh, being appointed to joy. And, and, and it's not the joy of the Lord. It's not, it's not the joy of the world. It's not just the way people perceive happiness. But it is the very source. It is the very source uh, 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 for the purpose on which everything was created. And we gladly participate. And we are getting even more excited, Lord, for the future. Because we know you are a good God. You are holy. You are pure. And you don't carry any bad intentions to your children, Lord. And we know that everything is pure and holy and the joy which proceeds from you. Who is the very source of strength for our victories? Yes, Father, thank you for the invitation you gave us this morning. And thank you for uh, accelerating everything in us to a greater level of power and excitement. And thank you for strengthening your children and making them prosperous. Do you know what the meaning of the Greek word prosperous means? Guess what? To be prosperous is not related that much to, to, to material things and money. The Greek word means to be on a happy journey. To have a happy journey. I wish you and I bless you and I pray over you. Like your journey to be marked by happiness and the joy of the Lord. No matter how far, no matter what you, what you will face, I pray God's happiness and joy over you so you may proceed happy. In the name of Jesus, amen. <laughs> Praise God. Thank you guys for all your friendship, love, appreciation. We love you and we don't take it for granted. Amen. <laughs> <laughs>